It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. No, we're the fourth Sunday of Advent. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Welcome, friends. I'm Father Alan. This is Sipping on the Sabbath. Get yourself a coffee and let's see what today's scripture passages have to say to us today. So the meeting between Mary and Elizabeth in today's gospel, it's from Luke, has an important lesson for each of us. And that is that we might be from a rather insignificant town or village. We may have a rather insignificant last name. We may be considered insignificant in the eyes of the world, but the reality is that each of us is very significant in the eyes of God our Father. Our value, our importance, our purpose, our meaning, our vocation, our call, our mission, the whole thing comes from God our Heavenly Father. And St. Paul reminds us that oftentimes God will choose what the world considers to be humble and weak in order to shame the proud and the strong. So we have this beautiful encounter between Mary and Elizabeth and Jesus, who is in the womb of Mary and St. John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth and Zechariah. Let's not forget about Zechariah. He who was struck dumb because of his own disbelief that Elizabeth could conceive and bear a child. So he's dumb. He can't speak. He is just observing the beauty of this interaction between Mary and Elizabeth. And they're all filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is contagious. I'll get to that in a minute. But the important thing for us to start with is that we have this culmination of the whole theme of Advent. That God works through the humble, the weak, the small, the lowly, and he provides for them. Lands, peoples, nations that are too weak, too small to defend themselves. God defends them as God does indeed defend us in our life too. So we might think that we are insignificant, but we are not insignificant. And our scriptures show us the importance of remembering and living this spiritual truth. So we first of all start with the, the first reading from the book of the prophet Micah. Now Micah himself is very insignificant. We don't know really too much about this guy, but he is the one who talks to us about the importance of the little village of Bethlehem. You, O Bethlehem, too small to be among the clans of Judah, shall be great to the ends of the earth. Bethlehem, which means a house of bread, was a small one industry town. Its claim to fame was that it's the birthplace of King David. But Bethlehem provided all the bread that was sold, distributed in the city of Jerusalem. And so from the ovens of the bakeries of Bethlehem comes food sustenance for the people. And Jesus himself, in being born in Bethlehem, being born in this house of bread, signifies that he too is the bread of life that we feed on him, his body, his blood, food for our nourishment, food for the journey through life. So again, what we might consider to be insignificant, God, by his providence and grace, makes significant. 
time for some coffee. A beautiful Christmas, <laughs> Christmas blend of coffee. Okay. So we have then, secondly, the greeting of uh, Mary and Elizabeth. Mary, this young girl, uneducated, insignificant again in the eyes of the world. She's from downtown Nowhereville. And then we have Elizabeth herself, an elderly barren woman who God graces and gifts with a life, the life of St. John uh, the Baptist. She was from a poor family, a poor village, but neither one of them, Mary or Elizabeth, dwelt on their insignificance. What does Mary say? Mary says, the Almighty has done great things for me. And she rejoices in that. Even Elizabeth said, why is this happening to me? That the mother of my Lord comes to visit me. What do I do to deserve this? Nothing except the fact that you are valuable and important in the eyes of God our Heavenly Father. And we're all important. We're all invaluable in His eyes. And so these two pregnant women, Mary and Elizabeth, they greet each other, not for the first time, but it was the Holy Spirit who brought them together in this deeper friendship, this mutual sharing between themselves of the great things that the Lord was doing in their life. Can I testify to the great things the Lord is doing in my life? What is the Lord doing in your life? And I want to share that with others. The Lord giving me most recently a profound sense of serenity and peace. And I want to accept that and live that in my life. Now, there's the part of me being Scottish, right? We say, oh, oh, oh we're, we're going to pay for this. <laughs> Forget that. Just receive it from the Lord. What does the Lord offer us today? Receive that as a gift of his love and his uh, grace. Mary arose, the gospel says today, and went with haste to the hill country. The gospel is meant to go out. Pope Francis reminds us that the Holy Spirit is an extrovert. The Holy Spirit spirates, that he always blows out. And so when I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and I'm living in the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit, I become an extrovert, not necessarily in my personality. My personality is I'm basically an introvert. I can do the extrovert thing. I can shake hands, kiss babies, the whole bit, you know. But I'm more so of an introvert. And I appreciate the time of solitude and silence that the Lord affords me. But then I go out from those places, those encounters with him, and want to share the Holy Spirit with others. So Mary goes to the hill country, the hills, the mountains, being a place of encounter with God above, away from the, the noise, the ruckus, the distractions of the world. And so we want to spend time with the Lord, encountering uh, the Lord Jesus. St. Ambrose said that the grace of the Holy Spirit does not know obstacles which delay action. So the Holy Spirit goes out. Mary goes with haste to the hill country and brings the Holy Spirit with her, and the Holy Spirit is contagious. The Holy Spirit is infectious. And are we being, what's the word? 
trying to think in terms of this pandemic we're living in, right? These, this might be seem like a very odd image to use, but the Holy Spirit uh, is contagious. Uh, our Blessed Mother, she caught the Holy Spirit and she brings the Holy Spirit with her to her encounter with Elizabeth Zechariah, John the Baptist, and so they are infected. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Mary was contagious and they became infected uh, with the Holy Spirit. But we too can become infected with the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth, she passed on the Holy Spirit in vitro to John the Baptist. The gospel says that he leapt for joy at the sound of Mary when she arrived to visit his mother Elizabeth and Father Zechariah. Zechariah was also filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody in that scene was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was contagious and they became infected with the Holy Spirit and they went out from there, not focusing on their insignificance, but relying instead on the significance that comes from the grace and the mercy and the action, the power of God in your life and in mine. Thirdly, because there's always three points, <laughs> time for a little coffee. The birth of Jesus <clears throat> that we will celebrate in, in a few days' time. But we're still in the fourth Sunday of Advent. <laughs> Almost said Lent. Fourth Sunday of Advent. The birth of Jesus. His whole birth was colored with insignificance. Being born in a barn, surrounded by animals, beasts of burden. And you might think, well, surely God would choose to work through a much more significant, much more powerful sign than through being born as a child in poverty, in, in loneliness, in obscurity, in insignificance. But that is how God chose to enter into our midst, our lives. And God's not afraid of the mundane, of the boring, of the ordinary, of the everyday. Mary said, stayed rather, with Elizabeth and Zechariah for three months. What did she do in those three months? She did chores, she prayed, she went for walks, she recreated, she did things around the house, she spent time with Elizabeth, spent time with Zechariah, etc. The ordinary, everyday things of the world to remind us that God comes into the midst of all that that we experience every day in our own life. We're never alone. The Lord is always uh, with us. And Jesus came among us to make of himself a sacrifice. That Jesus Christ came to pay a debt he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. And so the Lord does enter into our midst in what appears to be a rather insignificant, helpless baby, but yet he grows up, become a man, takes upon himself, your sins and mine, and dies and makes of us significant people, people who have been purchased, who have been chosen, who have been called. And we are valuable and significant in the eyes of God, our Heavenly Father. In these uh, last days before Christmas, let's remember those who might think themselves insignificant, those whom the world considers to be insignificant, uh, the poor, the, the elderly, in hospitals, long-term care facilities, prisoners, those who are addicted, those who are on the streets, 
those who have mental health issues, all of them, they are not insignificant. You know, as an, as a, an illustration of the, the life and ministry of Pope Francis, he inspires me that when I am encountering people, whether it be someone who comes to the door asking for help, or someone whom I meet on the street asking for help, or if I'm driving along and stopping at a stop sign, etc., and someone asking for help, do I avert my eyes, or do I look at them in the eye? Do I inquire of them how their life is going? Do I ask them what their name is? Because they are not insignificant. These are individuals who are valued and loved by God. And I have an opportunity, if I can, to assist them. Maybe for some of us, this is a hard time of the year. We experience our own loneliness. We're experiencing isolation. Maybe we're experiencing fear with the ongoing restrictions, limitations, and new variants, etc., coming out like, where, where am I at all, with all this? What's going on in my heart? Let us remember that we are not insignificant, that we are indeed significant in the eyes of God or Heavenly Father. It is the tactic of the evil one to try to get us to focus on our inadequacies, our deficiencies, our difficulties, so as to encourage us to self-reliance, to jealousy, uh, to comparison. So we want to reject that, just renounce those lies, renounce any way in which the evil one is trying to get in there and stir up trouble in our life. What could God possibly do with me? There are so many other people who are much more qualified. Well, that might be true. But the reality is that God is the one who chooses. And when God chooses us to do something... He always gives us the corresponding grace. He may make us sweat a bit, but he always <laughs> comes through in the end, right? Because again, that's the Lord that you and I serve, the Lord who wants to be with us and who indeed uh, loves us. And so if we're having some difficulties now or we encounter others who are having difficulties, let us pray for the grace to remember the beautiful story of the visitation of Mary to her cousin Elizabeth. And Mary and Jesus want to come to visit with us too. That Mary and Jesus want to infect us with the Holy Spirit. And that is not something that we should be afraid of. So let us make a decision. I want to welcome Mary into my life. And in welcoming Mary, I'm always welcoming Jesus. Because whenever I say Mary, her response is always Jesus. You are not insignificant Jesus says you are significant and I died on the cross to save you so let us pray so Jesus we thank you for this season of Advent we thank you Lord for this reminder that you do choose to work through what the world considers to be weak and humble and lowly and poor and Lord we recognize our own loneliness our own poverty Help us to stay humble, Jesus. Help us to stay reliant on you, Jesus, and not on ourselves. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have indeed been born and come into our world 
We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus, for the gift of your Blessed Mother Mary, that we too, Jesus, like Elizabeth and Zechariah, can experience the visitation of your mother and yourself, Jesus. We pray that our own hearts may jump for joy, as John the Baptist jumped for joy in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth, just at the mere sound of Mary's voice. And Mother Mary, please speak to us. Speak to us in that motherly, loving, maternal voice that brings us your son's serenity and his peace. We pray, Lord, especially for those who are experiencing any ongoing fear, hesitation, anxiety, Lord, in their life about this pandemic, Lord, and all the new dimensions of it, anything that might or might not happen, Lord. We just want to surrender the whole thing over to you, Jesus. Protect us, Lord Jesus, from the wickedness, the snares of the evil one who will try to stir up discord, jealousy, comparison among ourselves. We want nothing to do with that, Jesus. We want instead, Lord Jesus, once again to be infected by the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord, to proclaim you, especially, Lord, to those who are confused, lost, isolated, lonely, and just in need of love, Jesus. Send us out, Jesus, and give us the words that we need to speak, Lord Jesus, the words that we want to hear in our own heart. Thank you, Jesus, for coming among us. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross to save us. Thank you, Jesus, for the power of your Holy Spirit. And we just pray right now, Lord Jesus, that this Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit, would just go forth right now, Lord, through all this social media, through all this technology, Lord, and touch our hearts right now, Jesus. This is what I pray. This is what I have faith in. And I have confidence in you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Saint Joseph, Mother Mary, Elizabeth, John the Baptist, Zechariah, all the prophets, all the priests, all the saints of all time, pray for us. Amen. Okay, well, there you go. That was a powerful prayer. Okay, so maybe it's the coffee, Christmas blend coffee. Okay, God bless your day. Remember that we we need to stay caffeinated. <laughs> That's what we need. That's what I need. Stay caffeinated and remember that when we're powerless, that's when we're strong and victory is indeed gained through surrender. Bye-bye.